I'm Don Durham, and welcome to Patent Pod. Teachers play various roles within our school settings, all with the common goal of student success. Teachers of the deaf, specifically, have a unique role for a population of our students. With us on Patent Pod is Deb Janae from the Capital Area Intermediate Unit to educate us more about teachers of the deaf. Deb, thank you for joining Patent Pod. Welcome. We're excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, thank you for having me. So let me just kind of kind of get a frame of reference here, if we if we can start off that way. When we talk about teachers of the deaf, they all have a unique role, right? That may be different from other professionals. Can you share a little bit about the role a teacher of the deaf plays, and more specifically, speak to the special skill set that they have? Sure. Uh, teachers of the deaf is a real umbrella term um, that encompasses students who could be mildly hard of hearing and use listening spoken language all the way um, to students who may have a profound hearing loss and use visual access to language like American Sign Language. Um, And I think what's important to know is that it's not just that these students can't hear. Um, It incorporates and encompasses so much more. Um, Hearing loss can affect language, communication, social skills, reading, writing, and really employability. So it's important that we kind of have that perspective and can address their needs. We can anticipate what issues or challenges they might have, and then we could recommend some accommodations or modifications in order for them to access a general ed curriculum. Um, So we wanna make sure that they can fully participate, and I think teachers of the deaf are really proficient in breaking down language and communication barriers so that students can get that full school experience. You talk about um, barriers, right, and, and identifying those barriers and then breaking down those barriers. And teachers of the deaf really have the skill set to identify um, those barriers that perhaps another individual may not be aware of or alert to in order to break down that barrier. And you had made a couple of great points about, and I, I want to go back and just clarify, when we say teachers of the deaf, it's really an umbrella term, and we can service a, a wide population of students from, and, and, and help me if I'm getting this wrong, mild hearing loss all the way to profound hearing loss. And my understanding there's kind of that wide range that we could be servicing. And we're really talking about language, communication, social skills, reading and writing, employability. The list goes on and on, right? Right. So, for example, when I'm writing an IEP, there's a lot of different areas and uh, perspectives that I'm looking at. So I'm looking at, like, the physical space that they're in, the lighting, the acoustics, any um, assistive technology students might be using. I'm thinking about instruction, um, assessment, and communication. So are there any kind of accommodations or modifications that need to be made? I'm thinking about communication repair strategies and self-advocacy. So there's a whole range of um, aspects that I'm looking at in in taking care of and addressing all the needs of a student. Wow, yeah, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned those because I have to be honest with you, having not have that mindset, there were some barriers you mentioned that I wouldn't be thinking of, like acoustic barriers and assistive technology, self-advocacy. So I'm glad that you kind of identified those barriers that may be beyond what we would typically think of, right? So I appreciate that. Thank you for just kind of clarifying the role mm-hmm. of a teacher of the deaf and giving us a good sense of what that is. I want to just pivot for a moment. When we talk about expanded core curriculum, or ECC, I think is how it's kind of referred to, mm-hmm. 
Would you just frame out what is expanded core curriculum and how does the teacher of the deaf support that curriculum? Okay. The expanded core curriculum is a great tool that we can use to identify specific needs that students might have. The majority of information that people learn, about 80% of it, is incidental. You just sort of pick it up from interacting with others, from overhearing things. And so if you have a hearing loss, then gaining information that way is really impacted. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, we can go through this checklist. It's got eight different areas. And we can kind of identify and pick and see what areas they might need specific instruction in. So, for example, um, you might, you know, they need to learn about audiology and their own hearing loss and how to explain it to others. That's not something you're going to get in the general ed curriculum. It's a very specific skill related to this population. There's also um, technology that, again, is very specific to this population that they need to be taught about that, again, you're not going to get outside of a teacher of the deaf. Um, You know, there's family education to make sure that the family is aware of all this information that applies to deaf and hard of hearing students. You're looking at communication skills, um, career education, social skills, self-advocacy. So there's a lot of other areas that, again, someone who's not in the field may not be aware of. So we can go through all these, identify any skills that they're missing, and kind of give them some um, specific instruction in those areas. So you talk about these these kind of eight domains and the expanded core curriculum is I hear it's a tool. This is a tool, as you had said, you mentioned kind of like a checklist to go and make sure that we have identified all the needs of these students, of our of a student that may um, be within this population. And you talked about the teacher of the deaf really has a different perspective, a perspective of bringing in an area of expertise that perhaps is not visible in the general education classroom or to, an, uh, to a professional who is not working in that field or in that area of expertise. So I think that's an important piece to think about. And this expanded core curriculum as a tool helps me, let's go back to identifying those barriers and breaking those barriers down. So I'm seeing a connection here. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Right. It's a great piece. And that's what really, I think, makes a teacher of the deaf uh, unique in what we do is that if you're not in the field, how would you know these things? You know, and so I think that's where, you know, our expertise comes in that we can say we have to look at the whole student and not just, you know, the general ed curriculum, but all the other areas because we want to, you know, we want to have successful students, successful deaf adults when they get older. Um, so we need to address all these certain skills so they're well-rounded and um, ready for life. Yeah, I love that. Now, you, you kind of alluded to this, and I, I want to just kind of bring it to the forefront so we can kind of come full circle here. When we think about teacher of the deaf and the collaboration with other professionals in the school settings, we just kind of mentioned that um, these individuals bring a certain perspective that maybe others are not thinking about or considering. How does that collaboration work? How do we encourage that collaboration? Why do we want or need that collaboration? Well, I think using the expanded core curriculum is a really great tool to bring in other people. So, for example, if you're teaching students about hearing loss and their own hearing loss and audiology, you bring in the audiologist. You know, if you're talking about social emotional issues, if there's a counselor or social worker that you can bring in, that's a great use of of that. Um, If you're talking, again, about self-advocacy, bringing in some deaf role models and mentors, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, communication, maybe interpreters and speech and language therapists. So it's very easy to see how you can bring in other people. I think it's very valuable. 
And also sometimes, you know, we're going to go beyond the IEP team and reach out to agencies and have them come in and do some training and some educating with the students. So it really lends itself very well um, to reaching out to other professionals. You know, I, I, I keep hearing you say, and I keep noting down, that we're talking a lot about educating not just the professionals, but the students I hear you referring to a lot is we want to educate the students. We want to educate the families. And I think that's such a key piece um, when we think about this unique role of a teacher of the deaf and that, that part they play in that piece. You had mentioned, um, you know, to bring in experts. If we want to talk about a specific area of need, let's bring in an expert to really speak to that area of need. And you mentioned mentors and role models. So you're, you're, I think what you're sharing with me is that the teachers of the deaf really play mentors and they play role models, or they can identify those individuals to bring into the classroom. Am I right? Right. You know, I have students who, you know, have very limited experience interacting with deaf adults, and they don't see that, you know, you can do this, you know. You can be successful. You can be independent. Let me show you some others. Let me show you some people who are working in all different kinds of fields um, in the workforce. You know, you can do this. And I think they just need to see good role models like them and see how, you know, what kind of accommodations do they need in the workplace? What skills do they really need to learn to be successful? Um, so I think that's a really important component in, in a deaf program. Oh, I love it. Mentors and role models. And I don't think, and I'll be completely transparent here, I don't think I've thought of that before. And so I'm so glad that you you kind of bring, bring that up and allow us to think through the benefit of having role models and mentors for all students, really, um, but certainly for this population. So thank you for bringing our attention to that. I do want to kind of ask you about the communication plan, if we can kind of just shift gears a little bit over there. Can you offer some insight into what is the communication plan? Why is it beneficial? Why might we want to engage with this plan? Mm -hmm. The communication plan is an important tool to go back and kind of just assess, are we meeting the students' needs? So how are they interacting with their deaf peers? How are they interacting with hearing peers? Do they have the skills that they need? Um, I know for some of my students, they're fine interacting with their deaf peers. They have a lot of anxiety interacting with hearing peers. So how can we get around that? What tools can we teach them? What communication strategies can we kind of get over that barrier? Um, I think it's, it's, a, um, it's a good tool because you're looking at how do they interact with their family. And it's asking the family, do you feel that your communication is 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 adequate and sometimes you say oh they'll say yes and sometimes it's not then we can use that to kind of go ahead and say well here's some resources how can we help you build language and communication skills within your own family um, and help them be able to interact more Oh, I love it. This is really a gathering information tool. This is the way for us to gather information. You had shared at the classroom level, from the student level, from the, the home life, from the family or caregiver level, to really gather that information, determine are we meeting the needs of the student, where might we be needing the needs, where might we not be meeting the needs, and then pull together those resources and um, really make those connections to, as you had said, the mentors, the role models, the outside agencies perhaps, to kind of further the, our students. You had also talked about the um, interaction with peers and how this communication plan could help us identify, do we have a positive interaction with peers? Are we having positive interaction with peers who are um, our hearing peers or our deaf peers? And I think that's a key piece to think about also. You had mentioned originally that social setting and how, how important that is for our students. Mm -hmm. I think just understanding their comfort level in different situations. 
you know, uh, when they're in a large group in a classroom. You know, when you're the only deaf person in a classroom, the anxiety levels tend to increase. And so how can we help students kind of work with that? How can we get them to feel more comfortable? What strategies can we teach them? Um, you know, typically when they're around their own deaf peers, you know, they're fine and it's fun and it's easy. Communication mm -hmm. is easy because there's no barriers. Um, but when you put start putting up barriers, that's when the anxiety arises. And so that's, that's a whole area we need to address. And again, someone who is not in the field, would it, why would you be aware of that? Sure. You, really, you wouldn't. So I think, again, I think that's why it's important um, that a teacher of the deaf is, is always involved in being you know, mindful of all of these aspects. It really comes down to collaboration and communication with all stakeholders and all professionals around the table to ensure that the needs of students are being met. And you've spoken to, you know, not just the academic needs, but the social needs as well, that social emotional component as well, which, you know, is, plays a key factor um, for our students in their success. So I'm glad that we were able to talk about that. I want to just highlight again, and, and please back me up on this. When we talk about teachers of the deaf, it's such a unique role, and they are such a... Um, a different perspective or a lens that is brought to the table. And, and you know, again, please back me up here. This is a, a lens that we need to be looking at and we need to be viewing through to in order to really ensure we're meeting the needs of students. I think a lot of the impact of hearing loss cannot be seen. And so a lot of times other professionals don't realize all the different um, ways that students are impacted. And it's so... Um, there's so many different areas. Again, it's like, you know, the language, the communication, the social skills, mm -hmm. that you really need to be aware of that and address it. Um, so I think that perspective that we bring um, kind of really helps us address the whole student. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and I think that's so important for all of us to understand um, and to, to think through. So thank you so much, Deb, for, for being on Patent Pod and to really walk us through this unique role and the impact this role has on our students and really our school and larger community at a whole. So thank you so much for joining Patent Pod today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you to all of you in the field. You are truly an inspiration to us all. A special thank you to John Radsdale for producing this podcast. We'll see you next time on Patent Pod. Thank <laughs> you.